0: This is Rob Doster, host of the NBC Sports
1: College Basketball Talk podcast. It's never too early for you to start preparing for how you're going to win your NCAA tournament pool. So subscribe to us on iTunes and Boom and Stitcher. Anywhere that podcasts are given away for free, you can subscribe and get intelligent, entertaining analysis. Can anyone keep Duke from winning at all? Who are the sleepers that you need to know? Tune in and you'll find out. here with the Roto-World Football Podcast, the, I guess we call it, week 15 slash start of semifinals week of your fantasy football playoffs. Before we begin, um, I do want to thank everyone for subscribing and thank those for rating and reviewing the podcast, as we always say, it's the best way to help us out in terms of reaching a new audience um, and reaching new people, so thank you for those that do that. I also want to thank Raymond Summerlin, who is joining me right now through the magic of Skype. He also joins me every single Thursday. Well, or I join him, one of the two, or we both join Paul Burmeister um, for the Roto-World Fantasy Football Kickoff presented by Kia.
2: That's the Roto-World Fantasy Football Kickoff presented by Kia.
1: There are just two episodes left. You should check them out. Three o'clock Eastern and seven o'clock Eastern on NBC sports.com. They're fun shows. We get a lot of wrong, but we have fun doing it. Um, right. We both are MVPs last week did not do well.
2: Yeah. I, I, what makes me mad about mine is I had Tyler Eifert until the last minute and then I I saw some weather concerns and I thought, all right, I'll I'll move to Jimmy Graham, who I also liked. and, And that, that switch, as it turned out, did not go well. And I'm hoping I didn't leave Paul astray. I, I spent all Sunday worrying that I had led Paul astray. <laughs> if you need his phone it, number, you, you, you
1: can text him if you want to. Not, not sure if he'll respond, but... <laughs> um, Yeah, and I picked Devonte Freeman. And who could have seen that they just decided not to use him in this game? Because I don't know if they were... I mean, they were obviously were leading by so much. Um, They just decided not to use you know their best offensive player when they don't need him. So that did not work out for either of us. But... We'll do better on Thursday. Ray, it's time for your waiver wire column. Um, it's up on Roto-World right now that you can all check out. Um, once again, we record this before the Monday night game. So if anything changes with the Ravens and the Patriots, don't blame us. Um, let's start first, though, with obviously lots of running back changes, injuries in particular. Melvin Gordon is week to week right now with, what, a hip injury and something else? And a um, knee, yeah. And a knee injury. He has a hip and a knee. Um,
2: These are accurate statements.
1: Kenneth Farrow, an undrafted free agent out of Houston. I guessed it was UTEP, but it's Houston, uh, was the fill-in, despite this team having Andre Williams, the star on the practice squad, um, (laughs) and some other randos on that squad. Um, Tell me everything you know about Kenneth Farrow, Ray.
2: Every single thing I know about Kenneth Farrow is from what I watched him do against the Panthers. So obviously you shouldn't make you shouldn't make your opinions Lots off of research of, here yeah you shouldn't make your opinions off of one game but i thought that he looked pretty good against against a reasonably tough run defense he was used out of the backfield as a receiver quite a bit it wasn't anything exotic or spectacular i mean he just you know ran out in the flat and caught the ball he juggled one of them but but the other ones were were nice catches and that juggle seemed more like concentration than anything so he seemed to have a nice set of hands which is obviously uh, helpful when you're in that offense. He had a couple nice runs, seemed to be pretty comfortable in single back, kind of running that inside zone. Not a spectacular kind of twitchy athlete, not someone that has a lot of burst that's really going to get up to top speed quickly, had some wiggle in the open field. Overall, he was just a... Wow, just dropping jargon up in here. I love it, man. He was just... I was seeing how much Mayock I could get on here. <laughs> but he, but he but like he was fine. Like and, I, and for an NFL back, <laughs> big fine is okay, and uh, and that's what he was. He seemed fine to me. So he's Devonte he Bookering out there, is that right? Oh, no, we'll get to him. A little, that that's a little tease we got for you. <laughs> Come back to me, Devonte. I love it. <laughs> but but he was fine, and and you know I I think that he's cut. Gordon. I mean Gordon's not going to play this week. I'd be shocked if he plays this week. That means that Farrow's probably going to get the most work. They do have Ronnie Hillman, but Hillman was a healthy scratch. I think it's going to be Faro. So he should have a big workload. They're playing the Raiders. So that's a that's a pretty big that's a yeah. pretty good matchup. For a running back who has a good workload in a good matchup, that's someone who is a running back too and who's a top twenty back in the world we live in, and so I think he needs to be added in all leagues. It is really as simple as that.
1: And we looked up, for those of you who like athleticism, uh, we looked up his spark score, and according to my boy Zach Whitman, it was in the 71st percentile, um, which is surprising. I mean, he's, what, a little over 5'9 and 220 pounds almost, But um, and we looked it up. It it was in the change of directions, the short shuttle and the three cone, and the jumps were quite good as well. So he has athleticism on his side, that's for sure. Um, But, Ray, let's... Say, for example, obviously, Melvin Gordon is most likely out this week, but maybe Matt Forte is out as well. I'm guessing in that situation, Bilal Powell is a bigger priority in terms of adding him on your rosters this week.
2: Yeah, I like Powell more than more than Farrow, although I, I would like to hear what's going on with Forte. This is bef- When we're recording here, we haven't heard about Matt Forte was supposedly going to have an MRI on Monday. We haven't heard what's going to happen. The fact that he said he heard quote, cracking and popping in his knee. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's not a great sign. And so I think that it's likely he sits this week. They're also on a short week. They play on Saturday night. Oh. We've talked all year about Powell's upside. We have if something were, were to happen to Matt Forte. Yeah, we talked about it. And he showed it against the 49ers. He ran 145 yards, had another 34 through the air. He scored two touchdowns. With Bryce Petty starting, the Jets are going to lean on the run. That's what they're going to want to do that might mean a whole lot of work for Powell against the Dolphins on Saturday night. It's it's not a great matchup, but I think that he has more upside than Farrow moving forward because I think he's probably a better player, and, and I just kind of like the situation a little bit. Ray, right?
1: I don't even just say like he's a better player than Kenneth Farrow, and this might be a hot take. I, I think he's a better player than Matt Forte is right now.
2: Yeah, and I mean, we've said that at various times before. I think he offers... I've never gone on that limb. I think they're different players. I think he's certainly a more explosive player right. than Matt Forte, which might be something that they need. And, and we saw that against the 49ers for sure. Although, I mean, do rushing yards against the 49ers really count is a good question. But, the but yeah, I think he's a more explosive player. And, and a- we've and seen and maybe them that's play from behind
1: as well. And, and it seems like they want to go with Powell in those situations, like in the Colts game. Um, obviously, he was hurt this past one, Matt Forte. But um, in terms of a passing or pass-catching back, Um, that's at the very least Powell's role, right? And so he can expand off of that as well. I mean, we talked about this before, but yeah, I mean, we both love Bilal Powell. And and if news comes out before the waiver period, I think we would both agree that he's the top pickup.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I I have him number one right now. Uh,
1: Dwayne Washington uh, filled in along with Zach Zinner for Theoretic, who was um, a surprising inactive because it's not like his – finger was or it's, it's not like his legs were hurting or his knee was hurting or anything like that it was what his wrist wasn't that yeah. the issue yeah like Dwayne Washington I know that a lot of people have liked him because he's athletic but like has he shown enough and is theoretic a question enough where Dwayne Washington should be added
2: I mean I think that it depends on what you have and what you need but I'm not getting very excited about it you mentioned that Riddick was a surprising miss I he, if he did not, I mean, he didn't play, but he had to be pretty close to playing. It might've been the fact that they were playing the bears that they just didn't think they needed him. So they were going to give him a week off. He had also been dealing with an ankle issue for, for several weeks. So I, I would suspect that he's back this week. Um, and, and so that really hurts Washington. He did have nine touches the week before against the saints with, with Riddick kind of quote unquote healthy. So, so he's going to get touches no matter what, but If you're at this point in the fantasy playoffs, I think that you're going to have a better option (laughs) than Dwayne Washington, especially since he's playing against the Giants in New York, who have one of the better run-stopping lines in the league, even without Jason Pierre Paul. So he's an ad, if possible, just to put on your bench in case something's going on with Riddick, in case you need somebody. But yeah, I'm not really that excited about
1: it. Let's go to the main event. That is Justin Forsett at 31 years of age, right? Isn't he that old? I think Um, so, yeah. We know that, like, Devontae Booker is close to 32 years old, but that's, that's some draft humor for you. Uh, no, I mean, Devontae Booker turns 25 in May, but still,
2: that's super old he's for a, a first-year player. Least he's at least 100 years old, obviously.
1: <laughs> Who is older, Devonte Booker or Calvin Benjamin? One of the two. Anyways, um, yeah, Devontae Booker is, like, just a guy. Sorry. Uh isn't though. He is He's, man, he is. I
2: I I've no I've no I've no leg to stand on because of what's going on this year, but I You have your opinion. Yeah, I know. That's it. I have no leg to stand on, but I just had to I just had to stand up for my boy for a second.
1: So when Ray gets hired to the Broncos front office, uh he will be the one supporter for <laughs> Javante Booker because one, they uh had a large contract for CJ Anderson, two, they gave carries to Capri Bibbs and then three brought in Justin Forsett and Forsett kind of took his job away in just his first game, despite even fumbling on his what? First carry first touch. Uh, so what do you think about Justin Forsett moving forward? Ray?
2: Um, well, and be player, honest, non-biased. I'm being, honest. I'm being perfectly honest. Neither player was very good. Forsett was better, which I think means that he's going to get more and more work. But what does that, you know, what does that really mean? I mean, they get the Patriots this week. Patriots have been very good against the run. I don't think the timeshare is going to completely disappear this week. So that's you know, that's not really something you're getting excited about. Maybe it does, and you'll feel comfortable using Forsett against the Chiefs in week sixteen or the Raiders in week seventeen, especially, if you're if your league goes that far, which makes him an ad. I definitely think he's an ad. I'd rather have Justin Forsett than Dwayne Washington, for instance. But I can't really see a scenario where a good team in a standard league has Justin Forsett in their right. lineup this week, unless we get some pretty concrete news that he's going to be the, you know, the clearly back, like he's going to get the workloads that Devonte Booker was getting two weeks ago. And that, that kind of makes him an ad for sure. But, but someone that I, I'm not really getting that excited about.
1: Uh, Ray, Jeff Fisher is out there as a free agent. Should teams pick him up?
2: <laughs> he and Danny, he, uh, he's he and Danny Woodhead. are are meeting right now to uh, decide where they're going to finish their season. Uh,
1: Let's move on to some wide receivers. Uh, Adam Thielen, do not call me Thielen, the wide receiver of the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Ray, I actually picked him up on Sunday morning. He put up like a respectable 12 points in my league, depending on the scoring. it might be more or less for years. Um, And again, if this was a guy with a different name, maybe on a different team, We'd be looking at him as like a wide receiver three as of late. No, because it ranges anywhere from like nine to 14 points in the last, what, four weeks. Like Adam Thielen's putting up consistent numbers. Um, What about you? What
2: do you think? Yeah, I think that that's right. I think he's going to be a top 40 receiver this week against the Colts. And what's interesting about him is he's actually played 12 more. He actually played 12 more snaps than Stephon Diggs against the Jaguars this week. That's the second game in a row he's out snapped him. He saw the same number of targets. And with Diggs, you know, kind of quote unquote healthy, we'll see. I we don't know how healthy he actually is, but with Diggs at least out there the last two games, Thalen has 11 catches for 187 total yards. So he is still being involved. If you are in a return yards league, he's returning punts. Although Marcus Sherrills might be back this this week, so that kind of gets a little dicey. But the Colts aren't very good. They keep losing people on the defense. I I agree with you. I think he's a top 40 receiver, which kind of makes him a fringe starter in standard leagues and someone that you can use as a wide receiver three in deeper leagues. And that was a tough matchup he just had against the Jaguars. Like they're, they're that's a a real matchup fields
1: it's tough. And so what he did against them is, is promising. And the same goes for a guy on the opposite side of the field and Marquise Lee. Um, The Vikings are a tough matchup and Marquise. Lee's like really emerged this year and no one's really talking about it because the Jaguars absolutely suck. Um, But Marquise Lee, Ray, for being honest, he's outplaying Allen Robinson right now. He's making Allen Robinson-type catches along the sideline. Toe tappers, toe drag swag, if your name is Nate Burleson, that type of stuff. Um, Yeah, I mean, Marquise Lee, Ray, and and maybe we can spin it forward here as well. Like, rest the season, but also for Dynasty purposes, it's going to be tough to target him now in a trade because people are probably more optimistic than usual, but... um, I mean, I, I think it kind of fills in for Alan Hearns here moving forward. If, they, if And correct me if I'm wrong.
2: Well, the di- they play different positions, or at least they have this year, with Hearns playing in the slot and Lee playing outside. I I mean, I really think this whole organization is going to change. And so it's a good point. It, it makes it difficult to kind of see where we're going from here. They're definitely going to have a new coach, definitely have a new offensive coordinator. So they might have a new quarterback. Uh, we don't know how that's going to play out, although I, I doubt that. At this point, but so that's the dynasty aspect is a little bit tricky. I think what we know is that Marquis Lee, the player that we thought he was when he was a first round prospect and a second round pick, right. that player exists. Yeah, we've seen it. Good we've point. seen it this year. And and he has been like you said, he's been a better receiver than Alan Robinson, especially recently. So I think that if you're looking from a dynasty perspective and you're just trying to target talent, then it looks like Lee's that talent. But are they going to what are they going to do when they've already paid Alan Hearns a lot of money? And I think that they're probably still view Alan Robinson as more of that kind of traditional number one wide receiver. So it gets a bit tricky from just from a redraft perspective. I mean, you kind of have to like him a little bit this week. It is a tough matchup against the Texans. Um, last week was only a second game with more than 52 yards since week seven. So that's not spectacular. But if we're kind of spinning it forward and you're trying to plan ahead in week 16, he gets the Titans, which is an absolutely great matchup. I think that he's kind of established himself in that top 45 range, which, Mm. which makes him, which makes him startable certainly in deeper leagues. And then if he's going to play the Titans, it could be even better than that. He could be like a top 36 guy. So I think he's someone definitely needs to be added. And, and your dynasty, I'd really even considered from a dynasty perspective. I'm so caught up in this redraft. It's interesting. He's certainly a guy that that I think I'd be targeting uh, in dynasty leagues because with those injury concerns, maybe you're able to get more of a discount on him than, than you probably should be getting at this point. Right. Um, let's go to your deep cuts,
1: Ray. And can I throw out a name? And I don't know if he qualifies, but Robbie Anderson, not to steal one from you. But I mean, the percentage of targets headed in his direction when Bryce Petty, his boy, is at quarterback, is like what, near thirty percent? A little larger than, or a little over that? Um, does
2: he qualify for deep cuts here? He does. He's actually name number one on the list. I just read your mind. And and in Bryce Petty's last three appearances, some Anderson might think has, we prepared for this, Ray. They they, they might, which <laughs> which little do they know?
1: <laughs> we save that for Thursdays on the Roto World Fantasy Football Kickoff, presented by Kia.
2: That is the Roto World Fantasy Football Kickoff, presented by Kia.
1: But you can continue. Sorry for interrupting.
2: <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So Anderson, you made the point about when he's with Petty. Uh, in Petty's last three appearances, Anderson has 13 catches for 229 yards and a touchdown on 29 targets. He led the Jets in receiving in every single one of those games. This is not a coincidence. He is a a huge risk against a pretty good Dolphins defense on Saturday night because Petty just just really hasn't looked good but I agree I think deep leaguers need to pay attention and, and I think there's a there's certainly scenarios in which Robbie Anderson is a starter this week in the semifinals of the <laughs> fantasy playoffs which is just oh this year this
1: in, in, year any others qualify that you think are notable to talk
2: about I think Ronnie Hillman is notable to talk about Oh my about. gosh <laughs> just because just just because he's now the number 2 um, and that's that's at least notable in deeper leagues if you want to take a shot. Wow. And because I want you and because I, I, I love to mention Ronnie Hillman. I love your reaction to me saying the name Ronnie Hillman.
1: And the, I think the last time you mentioned Ronnie Hillman, uh, we got a retweet from John Elway. So are you just yeah. trying to double dip in that category right now, right?
2: Well, since I'm joining there, since I'm joining the front <laughs> office right. as the Devonte Booker supporter, then, yeah, <laughs> hit me up, John. I still love Booker.
1: Yes, you do unhelpfully ray i'll talk to you on thursday buddy and oh oh, yeah ray has a podcast on thursday with rich rebar and nick minzio that's why you should subscribe because that's a good podcast uh and then mine is on friday with evan silva and roto pat and obviously you can check out our videos and all our articles and all that stuff on rotoworld.com ray talk to you later buddy see ya. talk
2: to you next week man